0: This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hi guys, this is Ruben Langdon. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Show what you can! This week, a new actor is chosen to use the Dragon Punch. The new Mario trailer is coming to New York Comic-Con. I give my thoughts on the open beta of Dragon Ball The Breakers. The PC community brings back the original Peter Parker. And in our final stage, I review Pac-Man World Repack. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Town Live Actress, so let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. to another game-filled edition of select start the video game podcast for acmg presents talk time live i am your host xavier josiah and for god's sakes happy fall i am officially bundled up already like they, like fall didn't play around when it came it came all the 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 windows is closed i'm like layered up right now it is officially here i hope you guys are enjoying it because we had a really hot summer you know that could be said as a good thing and a bad thing and depending on who you talk to and the situation involves but nonetheless an unforgettable summer at least for me uh, at best but falls here we got a lot of things going on a lot of games are still supposed to be releasing uh down the line especially in october regardless of the delays and all this stuff and then we got some news coming down from new york comic con so we'll be talking about a lot of that this week and in my final stage review i will be talking about pack world repack uh a game that i actually played a little bit when it you know was out i actually played a little bit of it um for when i had to play uh, ps now subscription and but i ended up getting the remade version of remaster they call it repack and we'll talk a lot about that uh you know during that process during that segment as well so let's get down to some really interesting news some bombshell news actually if you're a street fighter fan and if you're a fan of a particular actor or two most notably actor Ruben langdon a guest of the show multiple multi-time guest of this show uh will no longer be playing the role of Kid masters in the upcoming street fighter six this really blew a lot of fans away um you know, a majority of the fans, I should say there's always the vocal minority of trolls and people who are, who will always, you know, want to put their two cents in and I swear to goodness, as before I continue this, one of these days, we are going to have to dissect the mindset of a troll in order to stop trolls. That is the only way we're going to do this because trolls get away with what they do because we don't unlock what's really going on in their world and guarantee, I guarantee you, if we dissect the patterns of what trolls do and why they do it I guarantee you will stop because once they get exposed it will completely stop when we find out that it's really something going on with some issues going on in their world it will stop but it's getting out of hand and this needs to stop but you know go, I digress going back to you know Ruben Langdon you know many believe Capcom might have made this decision based it has been confirmed but many believe that you know Capcom might have made this decision Based on Langdon's past comments on social media in support of Vic Mignogna, another previous, actually one of the first guests I've ever had on this show, Um, Gina Carano, who just went blitz online during the, uh, during 2020 in the Trump era and whatnot. Um, You know, it's just, you know, it's just been crazy, but him deciding to also be with, you know, I believe he he may have said uh, anti-vax or whatever and possibly his constant conspiracy theories about you know other life on planets now and when it pertains to that because he's been on the show and we talked about that before and i you know i allowed that to be to be said because here's the here's the thing that's his belief and it's an interesting belief and even furthermore here's the here's the thing that i that i realized because if you've been watching the news for the past few you know past this past year there have been major reports that has been said that the government has revealed that there is possible life in other planets and there's a you know they have detected some other you know things that may result in other life in planets so the conspiracy theory that particular conspiracy theory that ruben has been you know talking about apparently there's some truth to it so you i mean call it conspiracy theory or not but you know there's some things that the government hasn't been telling people and that's it's been talked about on tmz it's been talked about on other news uh like major news deals um uh, you know in the past few months or years, or something so you know he, that has to be validating for him at best you know i didn't you know it was just something i was like i would never doubt anybody's belief for anything i couldn't call it crazy or abnormal or whatever like that that's what he believed and fact that there's some validation to his claims of that so he continues to do so on that note but i don't think that that warrant any reason for them to let him go uh even if he does support vic bignana to that extent even if he does support gina carano even though i don't support gina carano even though i don't agree with vic bignana's you know advocacy for trump whatever like that i do I will say that like both Vic Mignogna and Ruben Langdon have been nothing but class acts to me on this show, um, you know, since day one and um, you know, it here's the thing. I, I think when people automatically don't agree with other people's opinions or views that they automatically are deemed enemies, like I don't agree with a lot of things and beliefs that people say and a lot of things that maybe Vic and Ruben may have say, but when it comes down to respect and treatment of others, I can definitely say that those two are class acts on that respect. Um, Vic has he was nice enough to ever always come on the show. He he's seen who I look, you know, he's not I don't consider him racist or of any kind, I don't consider Ruben racist or any kind just because they believe in certain aspects of people or whatever like that. Um they didn't have to come on this show you know Vic has seen what i look like he's met me in person uh i've had a chance to talk with Ruben many times he knows what i look like like it's not that's not an issue um for them to come back multiple times that's just them they're you know in all in all essence they're really well respected and nice people Vic, when it comes to his situations, you know, we followed that situation before he has owned up to that situation. He's also apologized to that situation. So, you know, it's one of those situations where like, people want to damn everybody for certain things. Do I support everything that they do? No, but do, should people get a chance to reconcile and make amends? And should it affect their jobs in the process only if it, if, if it is a means of you know influencing people to do bad things and they're not you know on, you know taking responsibility for it in this case ruben made one mention he doesn't he hasn't fully i don't believe i don't recall him ever fully making you know more comments than he has on that issue and then he moves on to other things you know um he's on different platforms on twitter he he you know constantly post about his uh the uh i hate to say it but he hates he's he discerned but it you know extra extraterrestrial because i'll always forget the extra dimensional i guess he he calls it but he posts about all of those situations he also posts other things too and, and he, at the end of the day like ruben is a really kind-hearted guy that has his beliefs whether you you know believe him or not but i don't believe that it should be to a point that it affects people's jobs especially if he's not using it in a more irresponsible way you know if it's just his beliefs and he's not trying to influence everybody else to have you know believe in what he believes in i you know i think he shouldn't be affected by it but you know if that's the case if that is why you know capcom you know did what they did it's kind of being questionable because it 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 goes into the situation of Did Ruben actually use his platform to influence people, to advocate people, to even cultivate people? I don't think that is the case. If that is the reason Capcom did it. Uh, some people I've actually asked the ACMG Facebook group in regards to this, um, asking them. You know should an actor or anyone be fired solely based on one's political religious or even or any beliefs that is if it is not harming other in a process um some people automatically said no it just it just sounds like discrimination pure pure and simple um you know others you know said if it influences other people then you may have to go back and you know rethink that situation if it's a that can affect people in a bad way and that can affect money in a situation another person did mention that you know some people some studios and, and companies you know jump the gun sometimes and automatically no pun intended when I say jump the gun because James Gunn was one of those you know people who were affected by that situation as well but then Marvel Studios hired him back um sometimes they jump the gun just because if they, they don't want it to affect their money so they automatically make that change uh, it, it's a it's a really interesting situation it, it's a really interesting situation I mean there was people who gave some really good you know credit uh you know actual situation uh one said it depends if their message itself while it doesn't immediately or physically harm anyone because of uh reality because in reality words can not physically injure you But if their beliefs spread damaging misinformation, then, you know, directly incites violence or whatever. You know, it's funny when this person, I'll give his first name Brennan, you know, he's one of uh, a favorites in in the uh, ACMG Facebook group. Brennan's point makes a, he makes a valid point about this and a very valid point to be honest, because I just watched uh, this, you know, these documentary, uh, documentary series on Vice called the dark side of comedy which is you know from the guys who made the dark side of the ring who covered like the dark side of wrestling um they do now football in the 90s and comedy now and the comedy is really interesting because there's you know comedians can be really engaging and influencing at some point because of what they say they did want to andrew dice clay and if you guys remember andrew dice clay in the 90s was a major 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 deal You know in the 90s i've always grown up looking at andrew dice clay and enjoying it for the times you know not really thinking that it was harming anybody else and many people did i took him as a character as a guy portraying a character of who who just happens to be the embodiment of everything that is lewd and crude and offensive and it was just a character but you know the problem is is that in our society we got people who take it too far we got people who want to you know take it so far that they take it seriously the problem is with great power comes great responsibility and that you know that spider-man quote or uncle ben quote holds to be true every day even though it is supposed to be a character that andrew dice play uh andrew dice clay played or whatever his real name is um I forgot his real name. He, um, I think it's Silverstein or something like that. I forgot. Regardless, whatever the character that he's played, he has to still address to people that it's a character that he plays. He did not do that. He's still not taking responsibility to this day. The guy's still getting roles to this day in, in, in movies and everything, but he's never, there's one part that it's the responsibility of the fan to realize that that's a character. There's another thing that the person the, the entertainer who is doing this character you kind of gotta really say like you know this is just a character you shouldn't do this you know this is just a, 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 a an embodiment like if if that's like if neil patrick harris who plays barney who's like one of the most sexist uh womanizing type of characters you could ever have <laughs> next to andrew dice clay but not nearly as crude and rude not by long shot if Andrew Dice Clay, if, if Neil Patrick Harris played that Barney character and expressed it in real life, even though we know he is gay, um, you know, you kind of got to take like you got to take responsibility. There. But we know the difference is, is that that was a TV show. And here you got Andrew Dice Clay, who's playing this this kayfabe character, if you will. But, you know, nobody knows. If, nobody understands the blurred lines. Or they, I don't understand how they you don't understand the blurred lines, but it, it, it just was. And this dude gained a lot of money from that type of, you know, playing that role. But going back to Ruben Langdon, it's like, this is a guy who's playing, who has his beliefs, but doesn't really stress it out. I'd have never really seen him as a guy who's stressed out. He's just putting his, you know, he he puts his um, links to these theories about you know extra dimensional you know um you know beliefs or whatever online I mean and if you don't want to listen to it you don't follow it and that's what actually happens like if you go on his if you go on his profile page people aren't really down with listening to not not everybody but like there's a minority of people like if you if he's just talking about his job doing, uh, you know, voice acting and playing the roles of Dante and Ken and all this stuff, he gets a lot of hits. If you goes to that, you know, to the situation of, um, the links to all these conspiracy theories of alien life and all this stuff. And some of the things that he believes which he'll, you know, justice and, you know, and, and, and you know, voicing your opinions and whatnot, he doesn't get a lot of hits from that because people just want to see the guy who plays Ken and and, you know dante that's the way it is so langdon went on twitter to comment on a recent news and he says i am sad uh, to no longer play the voice of ken because he is a character dear to my heart there are many lessons here in this in this situation i try my best to Uh, empathetic to be empathetic to people on all sides which I I truly believe he does regardless of his beliefs he presents himself with a lot of respect that's what I you know it's one of those situations like even though he believes in what he's believing in you may not agree with it but he doesn't lash out at you he has a very disciplined mindset towards these things so even if you don't believe it he'll still you know give you a shred of respect to regardless and that's how he's always come at you so um you know he was always empathetic to people on all sides but i must be myself no matter what or i uh, and continue to uh continue on my own journey respect you know respect <laughs> i do not own ken he he goes on to say i do not own ken he is property of capcom I am happy to have added my essence, uh, to the different versions of him over the years, I was not the first Ken and I am certainly not the last. And he lastly, he goes by saying, hopefully the next actor will play the character, uh, to the next level, take the next character to the next level. And the audience will continue to love the legend that has become Ken masters Sure, you can, as he ended that the actor. That will now play the role of Kim Masters is none other than Dave Matrenga, most famously known for the voice of Todoroki on My Hero Academia. The another former uh, guest that I had the pleasure of talking to. And Dave, you know, if you're going to pick somebody, Dave Matrenga is not a bad replacement for Ruben Langdon. Uh, David Matrenga is also a very nice guy. Um, He's great at what he does in any role that he plays in. Uh, So... I thought that was a, at least if you're going to replace him, that's a good replacement to have with, but I, you know, I personally will miss Ruben, uh, as Ken masters. I don't think this is the end of him for a long shot. I hope, I don't know what the future is for, uh, devil may cry either. If they're planning to make another devil may cry will they replace his voice too. Um, I don't know. It, I, we still actually, and again, we don't know if the reason why they replace the character is because of whatever's going on i just never heard Ruben langdon ever being the center of controversy other than his you know comments about vic Mignana, who he's been a really good friend with for quite some time the gina carano thing you know i can't i can't you get down with that one i you know vic i get vic's situation based on the the controversy of the situation that he was in um yes he was wrong for doing whatever he was doing whether he claims to have been aware of it or not but he actually apologized for it, regardless but that's a whole situation here his trump belief situation i can't get down with <laughs> at all His his advocacy for trump i cannot get down with whatsoever but again both of these guys have you know respectfully have treated me with the utmost respect and kindness so to that i you know i've always thanked him for that um you know reports you know whether whether he was let go for that reason or not is still questionable especially because reports have also noticed that previous actors of other characters have been replaced as well including laura bailey as chun lee uh travis wellington as uh wellingham as guile and as well as other voice actors who played e honda blanca and dalsam so it may actually not be that but i think ruben believes that that is the case as well. Uh whether he actually believes is the case or he has actually been confronted by Capcom about that situation and been told and has been told that um he's been let like, go, oh, which if you read the tweets that um or listen to the you know my off on of the tweets, that's what it looks like the reason ha- was was for. So I don't know what's going on, but they they it seems to like they're doing a bit of a clean sweep with certain characters of the uh of the uh beloved game series however everybody's other favorite voice Ryu played by Kyle Bear, my good friend remains intact uh as a result of our last interview he did he was able to talk about him being a part of the game again he will be reprising the role as uh Ryu so you know all is well on his front thank goodness because you know if all else Kyle does not post his beliefs reviews or I mean he does very subtly every once in a while like if there's something in like involving injustice every once in a but but he does it in the form of a meme or whatever or something like that but otherwise kyle is all his his philosophy is just make people smile all day just that's all it was about you know and i respect that too not everybody has to voice their you know beliefs and drives and stuff like that and maybe it's just a case that maybe we shouldn't maybe it's well as celebrities or public figures maybe you just shouldn't maybe you know if something really big happens a george floyd situation the incident in iran maybe maybe voice out your opinion to that because that's just injustice plain and simple it's just plain and simple injustice right there but everything else is like i don't know maybe sometimes having that platform doesn't mean that you should tell everybody about what's going on in your mind in your world sometimes because it can affect people. It can affect your job and it's not to say, you know, not to voice your opinion. As Ruben said, like, he's not going to shut up for anybody. You shouldn't to some extent, but you know, it's, it's just one of those situations where like some things, maybe some things just shouldn't be shared. Some things just, you know, but again, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. It's so hard because some things should be voiced. Some things should be not, you know, it's, it's, it's an ongoing battle. What can you say? But that's, what's happening. Uh, I did, you know, reach out to Ruben recently about the, uh, situation. And, you know, I know he's, he's going to be fine regardless. Um, I just hope that everybody just, everybody who's had their lives changed with this situation, be fine, be healthy. And just you know, be kind to everybody else, which R- Ruben has. Um, it, it's 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 a sad situation, but life will go on from there. So we'll we'll see what happens from there. So let's move out of this situation. Repop uh, has are making some really great announcements as we're leading down to New York Comic Con here. They have announced that the first trailer to Super Mario, the movie starring Chris Pratt. As Mario will premiere at New York Comic-Con on Thursday, October 6th at 4 p.m. Now, I'm extremely excited about this because I mean this is the moment of truth. The last time we had any Mar- uh, Mario on Hollywood, it was really disastrous. Um, it's one of those situations where it's not the actor's fault, it's the writing, is the directing, is their willing, is their unwillingness not to really follow the lore and in fame of what made these characters famous. And we had a really bad we had one of the worst gay movies of all time during the during the era is the 90s it, it really sucked so they you know it was a time when people just wanted to you know make make cash grab movies just based on the name alone but didn't want to put in the effort to give us why what made these characters so great um no word on whether there will be a panel leading up to this or they uh they are planning to just premiere the trailer at the event or not but i am excited i'm looking forward to this i'm gonna make sure i go my my schedule list is now starting to build up more and more because of the appearances of people that are coming and whatnot and this is like the first big game news to come from new york comic con it's not really that much gaming you know um presence in this year's new york comic con not to say i'm complaining but it's usually um, a good amount of gaming, you know, atmosphere with big cons like this. So this is like the biggest one, but this is a huge get for Repop alone. So I'm looking forward to this. I'm excited and I can't wait to talk about that when it when I when I return from New York Comic-Con and I get my thoughts on that. But everybody's excited and waiting to see how this is going to go. Chris Pratt as Mario, for God's sake, like this is a. I, I, this is this is just gonna be very interesting. Cause is it gonna be exciting? Is it gonna be a bomb? We don't know. We'll see. Uh, but anything Chris Pratt is involved, there's a shred of confidence in because the guy is awesome. So for him to take on this role means that you know he's gonna put some he gonna he's gonna put some spice in this. So um, very much looking forward to that. I uh, want to get my thoughts. Uh, this week we got a chance to. Uh, get our hands on the open beta for Dragon Ball the Breakers this is one of the most unique but weird concepts in the Dragon Ball gaming series so far so basically this game is a weird but fun experience I got a chance to check it out and I, I was really skeptical about this for one thing because one it's a weird premise it's a weird this is an incredibly weird thing to do for, for them to do really wacky if you if uh, i might say two this is a online game so i was really kind of heartbroken when i you know discovered this but upon playing it i actually gotta admit i enjoy what i played so far the dragon ball uh dragon ball the breakers is a fun online survival game that puts you in six others in a dangerous environment trying to get away from the planet destroying threats of frieza cell and more to come at this point we only got to get away from cell in frieza in this case for the beta so the story the basic story for this uh is that you you're sucked into a temporal seam a special yet dangerous time rift where villains were uh who once attempted to destroy the earth do everything in their power to wipe out humanity. Fortunately, you are saved by the Time Patrol. But if you ever find yourself sucked into a, uh, another temporal uh, seam, you'll need uh, to cooperate with others t- uh, who are stuck in the uh, it stuck there to survive your way out. So this is crazy. Like if you ever watched Dragon Ball before, and there are times where you see like the androids are destroying the planet and you know they're just they're just killing everybody in sight the you know cell he's sucking up any everybody to become perfect cell frieza is destroying the planet boo just, just destroying people in the planet they got to get the dragon balls to get everybody back so now you're playing the role of one of the citizens in peppertown and all these other towns that you, like that they invade and, and destroy and you're trying to get away from it so you're just like one of the you're technically an NPC to sort of you know to be exact because the NPCs in the game are the ones that get destroyed all the time. This time you're playing like one of the civilian characters that you would just see normally get wiped out, and you're trying to be the ones to survive this. This is it is it's a it's a really, really crazy concept for them to do. So you create your own character to venture out into the world, hoping to restore and escape time. You also have the ability every once in a while to fight back temporarily as you know your meter fills up and you end up getting the same powers and techniques as goku uh i don't know if you it'll allow you to destroy the uh the person or or the uh enemy threat or just hold them off for a bit i don't know because i got killed very quickly so You win or survive if you get the get all of the power keys needed to fuel up the uh, or activate the super time machine to get you back in the current timeline. So basically from the story, uh, the prologue that I uh, read off that this game story seems to be centered around the Xenoverse series as Time Patroller Trunks is one of the main characters helping you through this. They did have a storyboard in here in the form of an episode one, uh, which was released for the open beta with more expected to come. Now, this leads me to believe that there will be more episodes released when um, it comes out. So if that is true, I will absolutely possibly invest in this game solely because it's a storyboard and you're not just totally relying on, you know, playing the the online modes all the time i'm hoping that the episode is an offline aspect but it doesn't look like it because when i went i read once in a while when it's on. if i try to see check and see if a game on the uh, nintendo switch is an online only game i will go into airplane mode just to make sure to see if i can play this offline and i can't so it rerouted me right back to the start screen and i wind up having to uh you know go through the game But the cool cool part is if it disconnects, if you go offline, you will pick up where you left off in the story mode, which I did enjoy because it's like, you didn't have to start over completely. Um, You can just continue where you left off, which is something that some of the Square Enix games don't allow you to do. You know, it'll stop stop you at, the Square Enix um, cloud games will stop you, will put you back on a checkpoint that you saved at but this seems to have an auto saving uh you know feature that allows you to just pick up directly where you left off from there so that's a good thing so in essence the it looks very promising i did enjoy what i played um i did like the fact that there is a story mode in there and this is something that i can't wait to see with overwatch 2 when it comes out uh with the story mode actually comes out in 2023 um this is all this is all I want like people want to play multiplayer but there's some people who want to have an online a, a single player or story mode experience so now this is a game for everybody I did like their creative features uh they gave you some basic you know features to work with um you can play people of color in here as well and you can acquire other items that you could create you know to add for your avatar via you know currency um which they do give you nicely if you play the beta version and you sign up and everything they do give you some currency to start off with to get some things for your uh character and then the rest of it does require some dlc purchasing and you know through with real money and such like that but overall i this game is actually quite fun it's it's a very innovative and it's a concept we've never thought that we would be playing in the world of dragon ball before so i may this may actually entice me to invest in this game and i believe it's not really expensive either it's like 29.99 i think there's two different versions there's a digital version which i think is 29.99 but the actual initial game is 1999 i believe i could be wrong or it, yeah i think that's about it it's not really expensive as expensive as viewers uh think but it's not that big of a game either so i think that is the reason i think that is a very fair price to give for a game of this stature so i'm looking forward to this all right, last bit of news I want to talk about and this is a very interesting one the PC community some I sometimes something I rarely rarely give them and that's respect <laughs> because the PC community can be a little bit of up obnoxious every once in a while in terms of their being ability to mod everything and come on the the PC gaming community it's it's a it's a great community but it's also not the biggest community there, but they try to make themselves bigger than what they are only because, you know, the processor allows them to have, uh, you know, better frame rates and resolution and, you know, stuff like that. But the PS five and Xbox series X is right up there with them. But they, but the one thing that they have now on it is that they can mod make modifications on these games. They've been doing it forever. It's been some awesome things they did, you know, of course it was Skyrim and, gt uh gta uh five and whatnot and um oh yeah i forgot to mention that gt uh six gta six situation maybe i should mention that a little bit after this but um the biggest modification thing that we've seen has been on when spider-man hit the pc and we sony was expecting they they tweeted and and embracing the modifications that have come i think the one thing that they forgot to realize is that you would think that sooner or later they would do what they probably didn't want them to do and that is bring back the original model of peter parker so the pc community mods the original peter parker model from the ps4 uh spider-man game re- which uh replacing the current model from the ps5 model now you guys remember sony decided to replace the model due to what they claim was the result of some issues with the facial features of the original model when rendering or trying attempting to render it onto the ps5 so what they did was they took the actor um a model for this peter bobniak and replaced him with a new face they claim that they was impossible to do this and in my head I, i i don't know it's been a long time since we've talked about this situation maybe if you guys go back into the episodes or whatnot that i've done when i talked about the new rendering and the new face of peter parker i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure i mentioned that if this game ever hits the pc that we would actually see if what they said was true. And yet, the PC community managed to somehow get the original model of for, for Peter Parker again actor Bob, uh Peter <laughs> Peter Bobniak in the PC mo- version, which leaves many to you know, many including myself wondering, how this happened? How were they able to put this guy's face on air the face that everybody grown fond of because when you played the ps4 version that was the face that we saw he was the perfect look for peter parker then they replaced him with this new guy who i, I you know i still played the remastered version but looking at the new guy he just doesn't look like peter parker to me when you compare him to the original version the original per, uh peter parker you know peter bobniak look of peter parker was kind of a spot-on look for the game he was a kid looking ran down um you know because he was just going through life the way he was he looked like what peter parker embodied the newer version not so much he just he just didn't uh, he doesn't for me like i still accept it but i don't have to like it <laughs> in a sense so The fact that they were able to get peter bob dang and i saw two video uh videos of this mod and it's not perfect i think the only imperfection that i saw was at the very beginning when he puts on a spider suit and he puts uh the face on and you can see the hair but the hair disappears or whatever like that but otherwise the rest of the game he's on every cutscene. he's playing that role it look like you're looking at him in 4k resolution 60 frames per second looks like there was no issue with this at all i've always thought that like there was more to it than just they couldn't render his face in i came to the conclusion or theory that there was something else involved in why peter bobniak would not be able to reprise that role or a facial role in the new game i knew that the pc community once this game will come onto the pc would expose that they did so now it's like wondering what's the deal like if the pc community can bring peter the original uh peter parker model onto this game why can't sony somebody's got to ask this question it has to that this this i knew this was gonna happen i hope that we find out that what the reason was why they really can't, they, they, you can't say that you have rendering issues or issues putting him on. And then this happens with ease. Somebody is rather somebody needs to lose their job, which I hope that doesn't happen. Or there's need to be questions answered as to what really happened. I'm sure, I'm sure Bob Nia, if whatever the case may be, if there is a real situation, he probably can't say it is probably NDA, you know, that he can't follow up on but they have to answer to this because I now that I see this I want Peter Bobniak on the damn game that's you know like, yes we got Yuri Lonthal still reprising the role and that matters a lot but Peter Bobniak with Yuri Longthal's voice is a perfect combination for this game I just don't understand it but it is what it is and hopefully they'll answer to it hopefully they'll answer to it but come on man i knew it was bs in the beginning i don't know i'm i'm just i'm i'm i shouldn't say i'm not shocked because i kind of thought i figured this was going to happen now just one answers you know that's all that's all we want what does sony have to say about this okay and if they didn't think that this was a possibility to happen and they they really haven't been doing their job right So that's all I'm going to say about that, folks, that will do it for this portion of the segment. We're going to take a break, come back and on our in our final stage, I will review Pac-World Repack or Pac-Man World Repack, I should say, and uh, give you my thoughts on the remastered version of a classic PS game. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as. This is Miley Planning in the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer at Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. Folks, you have reached the final stage of this program and I am here to review Pac-Man World Repack, the remake of the classic 3D Pac-Man game. Uh, I am playing this on the Nintendo Switch, but it is also available on the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series XS, of course, uh, on there. But I gotta say, like, I mentioned this in the beginning of this show. I played a little bit of it back in the day or and, and then recently on the, um, what is the PlayStation uh, Now? Because they had it on uh for streaming and i enjoyed it but not as much it didn't have that it was trying to be mario like a mario 3d experience but it didn't really give it to you this this remake this remaster is completely done from the ground up uh The controls are more balanced i love the visuals of this it looks spectacular in comparison to the original and not to say that the original was bad but it was limited to what they were able to do with it back then and with the new technology today they're able to do a lot more so i enjoyed this immensely because this to me while it will never be as good as like mario odyssey i felt like for pac-man this was their odyssey you know version or at least you know i can say one of the it was compared to it could be compared to uh one of the mario 3d games one of the good mario 3d games i should say um yeah believe it or not people they there isn't like not all mario 3d games are (laughs) that good especially if you go back and play like the uh mario sunshine and all those games i mean they're fun but not as good nowhere near as good like mario odyssey is the greatest uh mario game ever but i would say this is one of the best pac-man games i've ever played and i've played champions edition and all that stuff and all the original but you know to bring it this is the best representation of him in the 3d platform so this game was first released in 1999 and uh, i believe for the playstation 2 i believe it might have played in other platforms too um but this here was a really good step up for Pac-Man at the time, but now they were able to bring it back, even you know, bring it even more. And everything's pretty much the same, but some few bits of changes. It's a new coat of paint on it. Uh, they modernized it really well to the uh, to the hardware. It, it now it's it's very intuitive in terms of like uh, gameplay, and um, it's just a much more fun experience. The UI alone is great um the facial expressions the the textures you know everything even though it still looks like a little bit simplistic in today's standards like if you compare it if you do a comparison to the original version and this version you will see very contrasting differences to it in so many ways not to mention it's now optimized to fit the 16 by 9 ratio aspect ratio in here uh, whereas the original was 4 by 3 aspect ratio from back in the day because it was still during the times when we were using mercury tubes and, you know, regular television sets. We haven't moved to the flat screen era like we do now. So this, if all the games, the Bandai Namco to remaster, or uh, to remaster, this was a great choice because I enjoyed this immensely. So if you guys recall, this was, the story of this is that Pac-Man, you know, comes home to what is supposed to be a surprise birthday party for him when he finds out that the ghost have kidnapped his entire family and friends uh which is a horde of other different characters in the pac-man universe including you know professor pac which is a character i didn't know exist pac buddy uh baby pac which is baby pac-man pac sis like there's a whole family of you know packs and polka who actually is the character from dig dug which i really enjoyed that too that they you know are merging those universes together so now pac-man has to go out of his way through six different areas the in uh, the ghost island to rescue his friends and family and face off against a whole horde of ghost uh bosses including the main boss talk man which is like this mechanical version of pac-man like this evil Pac dude uh now I haven't played through the original game to find out what was the deal with top man but he's an awesome character and I thought it was going to be the character that they had in the original uh Pac-Man cartoon series. If you guys remember, there were in the 80s, there was a Pac-Man, you know, game uh cartoon series, Saturday morning cartoon series, um which led to the video game, um the Pac the Pacland video game, which was like Everybody's favorite side scrolling platformer back then. It wasn't like super Mario brothers by any, by any extent. But the fact that they were able to play the actual theme song that you heard in the Saturday morning cartoon, that's all we cared about. <laughs> and the fact that it actually looked like the character from the, uh, Saturday morning cartoon with his little like Derby hat, you know, whatever like that. It was really awesome. And here it's just like you get a whole different experience i like the, the like the balance of the game uh the platform design of the game and here i thought it was really well done and even if you wanted to then i don't really think you have to you go into easy mode and they make it easier to get through some of the platforms but it's a fun challenge it's not an excruciating challenge like other platformers are but you have a lot of fun uh much like mario pac-man has some Different, uh, you know, pellets, pack, uh, pellets or whatever like that is what they used to call it, or dots or whatever that you can eat, and it transforms him. Like he turns into metal when he goes onto water, so he can, you know, go underwater, uh, a little bit better. He has different techniques and moves now. uh He can bounce off of, you know, uh, you know, enemies. Now he can't bounce off a ghost. That's still a thing. He needs the uh, the power. Uh, pellets is what they used to call it back in the day he has to eat the power you know superpower pellets in order to eat the ghost off so i like the fact also and i think this is why i compare it to uh, super mario odyssey is because there are elements of the original pac-man format that has been assimilated into this game so even though you're in a 3d platformer they still managed to implement a lot of the characteristics of the original arcade game into it such as there are certain pl- uh, parts in there where you have to uh, get away f- evade from the ghost but you get a pack pellet you know and you can take them down you start you're growing bigger so it's kind of you know you turn into this really huge pac-man which kind of reminds me of super pac-man uh the super pac-man arcade game the ghost turn blue and you just uh chomp on them you know and just you move on from there um there are a lot of different awesome things that you could do in here as well you can also you know you collect um the power the dots is the pack dots as well but you can also use them as projectiles to you know shoot up on some the, the uh, throw it and attack some of the other enemies that comes your way not really the most not really the best form of attacks ever because they kind of i mean you can hold the button down to like power it up but otherwise it's kind of a waste because you need those pellets at the end when you start to try to get you know you use it for the bonus uh board you you could collect coins throughout the game that are hidden sometimes or in different places that you have to get and then at the end of the game you can play the slots to see if you can you know get a jackpot and acquire some more lives throughout the way i mean the game makes it it's more fun than challenging there is a slight bit of challenge to it um but for the most part they just want you to have fun and that's what i love about this game and like i said you find hidden keys within each world you know to not only rescue the family and friends but also be able to unlock some other things as well if you uh get a chance you can also actually play the original pac-man game in in the original mode so what well, the other thing too i like is that you'll find maps all through the game once you unlock you like if you find items like you know the cherry the fruits and all that stuff that you normally would get in a pac-man game you'll also unlock these doors and some of the doors will unlock different uh areas within the stage or you'll you'll acquire a map and the map takes you to what is the traditional pac-man type of you know environment so you're playing like a 3d pac-man stage in this bonus stage or whatnot and then you can also play those stages when you're not playing through the platform stages so a lot of the elements of pac-man and the essence of pac-man is in this game and if you're a pac-man fan if you've been a pac-man fan for years like me because i'm old and i've been around since the beginning of gaming (laughs) so um you will enjoy this game indeed like this is a really awesome experience that bandai namco made and it is a great tribute to the iconic series like pac-man whatever you know about pac-man pac-man is like the godfather of gaming and he's the godfather of game characters he is the first game character in gaming history like he is the sugar hill gang mario is run dmc that's the great always go back to the hip-hop comparisons because there was always one who started off and then it was one who took it to the next level so, you know, Pac-Man indeed was one of the first, if not, no, actually the first game character out there. And you can follow up with, you know, Donkey Kong shortly after and Mario shortly after that. But when it comes down to it, it's Pac-Man and for him to get such a great treatment like this is just awesome. And I, well, the only thing I'm really kind of disappointed at is the fact that like they have a Pac-Man amiibo because of the the uh he's a part of super smash brothers as well but they don't have an amiibo system in this game to unlock some really awesome stuff in here and i'm really surprised at that and if there is and if there is there isn't you know a way to find out or whatever but i haven't found it i would have been it would have been interesting to know that they added a amiibo feature in here to unlock something in this game but that surely does not take away from the awesome experience that you have in this game just so much fun that you could have playing this game a lot in here so i mean just the stages alone it just looks it, it looks stunning it, i mean seriously if you if you go through some of the um the comparison of the two it is just night and day um just so much greatness to it the, the maze uh zones are awesome there's also some other elements in here that makes it fun too like there in certain um stages you end up in a racing sim in here and that's a lot of fun as well just so many cool things in here you can check out and once you unlock um the cut you can also revisit the cutscenes a la the gallery mode as well so you can watch all the cutscenes that you've had in here as well the boss stages are really cool with talkman as you're fighting talkman talkman is basically bowser that is their bowser and much like mario games you fight bowser in these different type of scenarios and situations so you actually uh get a chance to, i mean it's very mario-esque but it's very fitting to the pac-man universe and i hope this is the i hope this is their way of saying that they're going to make another one in another format because i would love to see another pac-man adventure and 3d in a 3d platformer possibly maybe in the same fashion that they do with odyssey maybe in the same fashion that we're getting with sonic frontier because i mean i'm looking forward to playing that game and seeing how that comes up but if it's any bit as fun as mario odyssey in this game, we're in for a good uh, Sonic Frontier. But for now, this one, I love it. And if I give this a grade, I say definitely, I'm gonna give this a B B+. Um, in terms of, like, platforming games, it's not the most elaborate of all platform games. But for a Pac-Man game, this is an awesome game. and An awesome remaster to a cult classic of a game. So, if you haven't played this game yet, or if you haven't played the original, definitely go out of your way and play this one. Uh, it is i believe at the price of night 29.99 right now digitally or you get the physical version again is available for the nintendo switch playstation 5 playstation 4 xbox series x and s and i believe it should be one but it doesn't show one on on bandai's website but go anyway, way check it out it is a very fun experience to have so folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live uh oh sorry of select start (laughs) okay i should say um this sunday i am going to review cyberpunk edge runners uh which is on netflix right now it's the uh 10 episode anime series that has come out and i'm you know the question is did this revive my uh my need to play the actual game I will save that for when we talk on Sunday about that. But uh, we will be talking about that and all the other crazy news that is coming out. We are, believe it or not, five episodes away from episode three hundred for select start. So uh, I'm looking forward to having that type of that episode here. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I might do something special for that episode. But five. This is episode two ninety five, and uh, I am very very excited about that. It's been a great run and the things that I've been able to do with both this extra show for you guys and the, uh, prime show. It's just been great. Then the experience I've had and the opportunities I've had during this show, it's been nothing short of, um, phenomenal in my world. So thank you guys for keep, who kept supporting this show and all of our shows here as well. Next week. Um, I was about to say steam world dig. No (laughs) shovel Knight Dig is out today so we will be reviewing that next week and whatever news is coming down then we're just counting down to the days of new york comic-con in which that week which is not next week but the week after i will not be doing any shows because i will be in new york for every day of that week to uh, you know just going through everything that new york uh, comic-con has to offer And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. This year is going to should be bigger than the last because last year we had to deal with the pandemic. But now this year, everything's been died down a bit. They're still going to we're still going to be wearing masks and all this stuff. But there's going to be a lot more people wanting to enjoy the experience there. So hopefully everybody will get a chance to have as much fun as I had last year, but better. Um, So stay tuned for that and much, much more. So, folks, thank you for listening to this episode in every episode and if you want to check us out if you're new go to talktimelive.com you can check out all of our episodes our audio episodes are there our video exclusives are there my panels with repop are also on there as well you can check the blog page you can always get some great content from the blog page of that all of that exclusively on talktimelive.com and if you want to subscribe and download the audio show and never miss a beat you could do so on spotify iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, PocketCast, Pandora. If you're on Tumblr, type in Talk Time Live. It'll pop up and you can check it out there as well. So folks that will do it for me on behalf of myself, this is Dax Avery Josiah saying learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out here. Take care and have a great and safe week. Happy fall, people.